Well, it's good to have you here, Nisedo. Can you please tell us a little bit about yourself and about your background? I started learning um, to code at the age of uh, six. And since the age of 15, I've been coding occasionally, uh, mainly Python scripts and a bit of JavaScript, but uh, nothing really serious. And my first job was as a sales engineer in a tech consulting firm. So I was working on a daily basis with software engineers and cybersecurity engineers. And over the years, I became head of sales. And since I've always been, I mean, since 2017, I was in the blockchain ecosystem. I was mainly for the crypto and the investment part of it, but I was, I always been interested by the tech part of the blockchain. So I contacted my CEO and I suggested him to establish, to create and to develop the blockchain practice of my company. So from around mid-2021, I was working on Web3 project with uh, some of my clients and some of my engineers, and I found it uh, really fascinating. So throughout these years, I've always loved coding, and I was really genuinely passionate about my discussion with my engineers and with my tech clients like CTOs and project managers, but my job was good. I was progressing quickly. I was making a lot of money. So I never really questioned anything. Even though I, I always, I was always attracted to code and to programming. I was working like 60 hours a week and practicing like lots of martial arts on the side. So. Uh, in my free time, I never really took uh, the time to learn to code more um, and especially to learn Solidity, uh, which was uh, a language I wanted to learn for years since I was, uh, since 2017, uh, to be honest. But everything changed at the beginning of 2022 when out of the blue, I was diagnosed with a stage 3 concert. I wasn't expecting it and no one was because I was in a very, very good health. I was playing lots of sport. I was I'd always been watching my diet. So as several doctors told me, it was like just bad luck, I guess. So it was 10 months of heavy and tough treatment. But in the end, it, it, brought, it brought something very positive to me because at the end of my treatment, when I began to go be able to get out of bed and sit for a few hours in front of my computer. I told myself it was like the perfect time and the perfect opportunity to finally learn Solidity. I, I had some time now. So I took it and from the very beginning, I absolutely loved it. I, I, I thought it was like incredible. And I even told myself like, is there very people that are paid to do this on a daily basis? Like I found it amazing I, and uh, it really made me think a lot about what I won't be doing for the rest of my life. And very quickly, I came across the famous C. Michel article. And uh, that was another revelation because even though I really love coding and what I was learning from this article was amazing, it, it felt like it was the job of my dreams for me. 
everything was for me in the, in the role of smart contract editor felt like I would love to be doing that for the rest of my life. And I always loved CTF. I've been doing CTF for fun for, for the last few years. And the, the idea of having to adopt this attacker mindset to crack a code base was really fascinating. So this article was like the beginning of the end for me, because after that, I discovered NDD's uh, YouTube channel and I binge watch uh, all of his videos. Then I took Patrick Kling's course, then Securium Bootcamp, and basically all the CTF I could find, you know, Damn Vulnerable DeFi, Mr. Studio Crypto, extra. And in June, I heard about the DeFi Security Summit and HCC, uh, and I felt like I absolutely had to go. Since my health was becoming better, I thought it was uh, the perfect time for me to go outside of my room and meet some other people who were thinking like me, who were passionate by the same thing as me, and to see what the industry looks like from a real event outside of my uh, room. So I bought two tickets, I booked my ticket train, and I thought, yeah, let's see what happened. I think there's a very inspiring story for everyone, and I think many of us, if not most of us, started out with that article and with some Patrick Collins course to learn Solidity and watching Andy's videos. It's really fascinating to see the impact of that article and on this YouTube channel. At DeFi Security Summit, uh, we were talking with a group uh, of people and we were joking about, like, wondering how many of the people who were at the event were here, thanks or because of is the C. Michel article and the uh, YouTube channel. They were definitely very important for the industry. So you made it to Summitify and you ended up being really lucky and having the chance to partner up with Simichel, Hiccup, and Pashov. Can you tell us a little bit about that experience? Yeah, I was very, very lucky. But to provide some context, I had met Simichel, Hiccup, and especially Pashov at uh, DSS, at DeFi Security Summit, a few days earlier. And I had the chance to talk and to get to know Pashov better because we've been talking on Twitter for some time. In fact, I, I've reached out to him to offer free to upload all of his audit reports on Solidit, which is a piece of advice I can give to the listeners. Maybe the only piece of advice I can give, but it's that we are in the budding industry. And many top stars are still accessible today, which may not very be the case in the future. But the best way to connect with someone, I think, is to offer them value. And since I was already spending my days on Swedish and studying a patch of reports, I thought that would like kill two birds two birds with one stone and offer to format patch of reports for uploading them on Swedish. And I thought it was like a way better way to contact and to connect and to start a relationship with someone than like sending him a, a Twitter message like how can I become a great smart contract editor like you like this type of message don't bring anything so I thought about it and I found a way to yeah, bring value to him and 
to start a, a conversation and a relationship with him. So then when I met him at DSS, it was a way better conversation and we talked about more interesting thing that than if it was the first time we met each other and we have uh, only a small talk, I would say. When I arrived at the CTF event, which, to be honest, I signed up for the very last minute, thinking it was like a fun solo CTF, like uh, Eternaut, I saw Pashov, Simichel, and Ikeup at the entrance. And uh, since I've met uh, the few of them a few days earlier at uh, DSS, I went to them and I decided to stay with them to, to talk until the event started. But uh, as soon as I saw them, I was thinking like, okay, there is no chance I will win with uh, like three uh, demigods like them, but uh, at least I will have some fun, I will learn and it will be a, a great experience. But it's when the, the event started, we went in and once we sat at the table, the referee came over to explain the rules. And that's when I started to realize it was not a solo CTF. And then the referee asked Simichel, okay, so is that your team? And Simichel said, yes, we are a team of four. And so I have to be honest, I slightly panicked here because the referee told me, told us before that there is like 5,000 die, die at stake. So it wasn't at all a fun free CTF. It was like a real competition. So I asked them if they wanted me to leave since I was clearly not at, on their level and I don't think I could be bringing anything to the table. And that's when Ikeup said, no, of course, uh, stay, that way you, you can learn. And I really think I will remember that sentence for the rest of my life. So, yeah, the, the CTF began, they gave us the contract on Discord, and I went uh, like into a full focus mode, thinking, okay, it's your time to shine, it's now or never. But like barely 30 minutes into the competition, before I had even finished analyzing all the contract, Simichel casually mentioned like, I finished the first challenge, like it was nothing. Because they had divided the task before, like with Simichel on one challenge, he thought he could quickly crack and he was right, for sure. And Ikeb and Pashov were on another one, which was more changing. Then I quickly realized, like, not even when I went to the competition, I quickly realized that it wouldn't be very useful to them. So I went into full green plant mode <laughs> and I focused on watching and learning as much as I could from them. Since the, the few ideas I proposed, uh, they had already thought about them earlier and, and, and was not working. So yeah, the, the four, hour passed, uh, four hours passed uh, very quickly. And if you saw my uh, tweet thread, uh, unfortunately, we, we didn't win. All the other team were four or five players, first of all, and the winning team were like very talented developers and experienced uh, CTF players. So that might be something. And then we went to dinner with like around 10 people of the event. And the funny thing is I was sitting in front of the lead security engineer of Bayes and next to Pashov and next to Storming X from Yarn, which I have to admit, I did not know at that time what a legend he was. Yeah, that's awesome. And did that experience help you understand 
what you need to do to get on their level, seeing them in action and like talking about the vulnerabilities and the possible attack factors, did it help you understand what things you need to pay attention to and what things you have to build on your knowledge base, in your skill set in order to get where they are? It made me realize the really huge gap there is between the best editor ever, as they are, and a beginner like myself. The first thing that stood out, I would say, was like the speed at which they read, understood, and found the vulnerabilities in the 15 contract. Yeah, that, that was really amazing because, as I said, I was not even finished analyzing the, the, the 15 round contract, something like that. And they, they had already found like all the vulnerabilities in all the five challenges on, on this 15 contract. Something I took off from this experience is that you really, really have to understand every single line of code in order to think about how to break it. Like you have to read every single line, every single word and understand it to find the vulnerabilities and to find the weaknesses in the code. And it felt like they knew every single vulnerability which exists and they were like instantly thinking about every single attack vector possible. It was really, really amazing to watch. Like for sure, they are, they, these guys are very, very talented, but they also have a lot of experience. And that's one thing I, I realized afterward. It's that in order to become a great editor, I should stop doing countless CTF and tutorials and watching videos, etc. I should be only focusing on practicing editing and learning every vulnerability and every attack vector and every possible way to crack code base. So that's that's the, the main way to uh, gain some knowledge and for sure to become better and a great editor as they are. And yeah, in order to, to get where they are, you have to be uh, very, very talented for sure. But you also have to put a lots and lots and lots of focused hours to gain the knowledge and the practice needed. Was there any moment that was particularly memorable for you? The most memorable moment for me was definitely Hiccup Answers and, and C. Michel saying to the referee that we are a, a team of four. Like it, it felt like I was chosen by Michael Jordan himself and it was uh, like a living dream. But another thing was how focused and uncheckable these three uh, were because the organizer of the event were trying to like recreate a war room atmosphere by disturbing us and coming to the table to talk to us, putting loud music and writing in our Discord channel. And I was very, very struggling to focus and to concentrate on the challenges. And other people in the room uh, seems to be f struggling too. But these three, they seems like they were in a peaceful place with no noise at all and full focus on their task. Like in not even 45 minutes, they had already understood all the vulnerabilities on the contract on the four or five changes, I don't remember. And they weren't like simple CTF. They were not like re-entrancy eternal type of CTF. It was like complex changes. So yeah, that was very, very, very impressive for me. And, and 
Also, what was memorable was the synergy between them three was spectacular. Uh, towards the end, when all three worked together on the same contract, the, the only contract we couldn't crack in time, it was like watching a suspenseful action movie. It was so intense in the last minute, I loved it. They, they were bouncing each other's ideas, they were challenging each other on different vulnerability and attack vector, and it was yeah like an action movie that experience to see firsthand how the sum of two auditors is greater than two solo auditors doing their thing individually. That definitely plays a big role when you have a team that you work well with and you can bounce ideas off of each other. That's very true, yeah. And it uh, made me realize how important uh, teamwork is, even in a job that might seem like as solitary as a smart contract auditor. Because the speed at which they, they were exchanging ideas and uh, changing each other was very impressive. I, I guess that in a team audit, like you can be doing at Superbit or in audit firm, it would be the same. Like you validate, you unvalidate other ideas, you learn from them while in the process of auditing and you fill in your gaps. So I kind of knew it before, but this experience made me realize that I really want to find a team to progress and to learn more and, and more quickly. And as I mentioned, yeah, the, the combined experience allow them in just a few seconds to determine if an actor vector had a chance of working or not, and if not, they would propose another idea based on the first one and, and so on and so on. So that was like a really quick... Um, ping-pong game uh, between the three of them, which was really uh, impressive. And um, yeah, the, the main takeaway uh, would be that uh, for a beginner, the, the main focus should be on reading code bases, reading contract over, over and over again, understanding them deeply. And because if you want to be good at something, as good as they are, you have to be talented, but you have to do that thing incessantly and over and over again. So... Maybe don't do as much CTF as the beginner used to do or are, are used to be doing. And or do CTF, but for fun, not with the main goal of becoming a better auditor because the CTF skill doesn't translate to auditing skill and vice versa. I, I witnessed uh, firsthand that despite uh, being the best auditors in Web3 and being just brilliant people. This is another team who, who won the CTF. It shows that not all auditing skills directly correlate to CTF skills and uh, yeah, and vice versa. You can be the best CTF player ever. You might not be the best auditor ever. So CTFs have their places, have their place, but diving deep into auditing, familiarizing oneself with the contracts, reading, reading, reading over, over, over and over again some code bases is where the real growth happens for an auditor. If you want to be great at something, do this thing constantly and that one thing only. And that will be the thing I'm applying to my learning process for the future and I'm applying since uh, I came back from Paris. I'm not doing any more CTF tutorials. I'm doing like uh, 8 to 12 hours of auditing and studying reports every day and nothing else. <laughs> and now that you've been through that experience, that certainly gave you some momentum to keep going. What are your next plans? 
I am more motivated than ever, that's for sure. I, I want to achieve my dream. I want to become an editor, a smart contract editor, security researcher, it depends. And I want to be good at it. So after the two conferences in Paris, unfortunately, I would say I had to took some vacations with my girlfriend. So I couldn't work as much as I would like to, but I still managed to put in a few hours every day. And since I came back from vacation for the last uh, two weeks, a bit more, it's been uh, non-stop auditing on C4, Sherlock, Codox. And I want to participate like in, yeah, in every contest possible, learn as much as I can. And all I want to do is like immerse myself in auditing day in and day out. So, so yeah, that's what my life looks like now and will look like for the next few months, I guess, at least. Um, aside from, from a few medical appointments I still have, I will spend uh, every single minute I can on auditing and getting better at this craft. And uh, yeah, also I created a rape-free security community, I would say, it's a Discord as for the moment, for French-speaking people. It was greatly a motivation I took off from what Pashov did uh, with his community. So I thought uh, we could be... Uh, Uh, benefiting from a French place to speak uh, for people who are passionate by the same thing. This is taking me some time at the moment too. And uh, lastly, I said I would say I want to attend as uh, many web-free events as I can. So I'm planning to go to DevConnect Istanbul and basically I will not miss any major web-free events in the upcoming years because... Uh, They are very uh, invaluable and they are the perfect place to meet like many people. And since I lived the amazing experience at HCC and DSS, I hope to be living the same type of experience in the next uh, blockchain event. I think there's a very cool story. You know, you went from beating cancer to now finding and committing to something that you love. You have a lot of progress and want to see you sitting on the leaderboards and see you growing. Thank you so much. Uh, I told myself just the other day that even if I never had to, if I never had to earn money again, I would continue doing this because I just truly really love it. So, yeah, I plan to climb the leaderboard uh, and maybe later joining uh, one of my dream companies like Cifrin uh, Audits or maybe Open Zeppelin or Spearbit for sure. Because uh, as we said, uh, would be the best way to be to become better and these are my dream places to work uh, right now and yeah the, the good thing now is that every time i doubt myself i just remind uh, myself that if you could overcome cancer you can achieve anything and maybe it's just a pep talk but uh, it keeps me motivated and pushing forward and like it's been only four months since I decided to, to go all in and to change career. And, and I've already lived amazing experiences, met amazing people. So, yeah, when you think about it, I had the chance to team up with the man himself who wrote the article that helped me find my passion and, and, and what I want to be doing for the rest of my life. So to think that I got to meet and participate in a CTF with the same person who wrote the article that inspired me so much is like truly incredible. And for sure with Pashov and Ikeb, that are two people that I admire a lot. So yeah, I would say life has its way of uh, surprising us. And I'm just grateful for where I am today. And I can't wait for what's uh, coming next. 
Yeah, and it goes to show that if you give people value instead of just trying to take from people, you can get to a lot of places. You you don't know exactly how that's going to happen or what's going to happen, but giving things and helping the community and the community is going to help you in some way. Absolutely. We are very fortunate to be part of such an incredible and growing community. And we have to contribute and to help it flourish. Like I admire people like Pashov, like Patrick Collins, like Owen from Guardian Dits, which are perfect examples. They give a lot to the community every day and they get back what they deserve from, from what they are giving every day. So it would be, and I think it would be so re rewarding for us to look back in a few years and see that we played at least a small part in the growth of what will become an amazing industry. Yeah. Well, it was awesome talking with you. Likewise. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much.